you want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Beat Freo there last year for whatever that holds. Yeah, it's the least relevant game of 2016. <laughs> with sizzling hot takes. They're a bigger cop taste to their fans than late 1990s Pamela Anderson. And unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote, mate? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! Round 15 has been run and won. Another weird round of football. It just continues. The weird season we have in 2017. We're going to tick that off the Lions with a great win. Uh, Nick Rewalt, the sack race. Well, it's pretty much down to number one after the weekend, I'm pretty sure. Port and Richmond. Uh, Rudy's Rands might be a bit different this week. Uh, talk about Tom Bug and maybe a red card system. The weird take and give me something. Rudy is away this week, so we uh, have... Put Dan Batten in off the off the subs, Ben. So you've taken the vest off, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, hopefully, I have a better debut than uh, Jack Watts did back in 09. Oh, <laughs> well, that's I, I like that. I like it. He started very strong. Like a good <laughs> comedian, he starts strong and he'll end strong. And, of course, the other voice you heard there complaining about Jack Watts and his beloved Melbourne <laughs> as is, usual. as usual, as is always. Ethan Meldrum. How are you, Eth? Good. How are you? Good. You boys sat in uh, the Triple M Studios yesterday. How, how good was footy yesterday? Oh, it was fantastic watching the, uh, the Lions... Win that one. Oh, that was amazing. We oh, are... I, was, I was ready to flick over to Hawthorne Collingwood, and I just gave an extra five minutes, and I'll never regret that decision. Well, I, I'm not that I'm condoning uh, betting on football, but I jumped on them when they were at 6.50, when they were down by, I think, four points at half time, And then it stretched out when Essendon kicked those first two goals the second half, and I thought, no. Nah. And then I was watching Collingwood, and my mate was just laughing. He's like, Brisbane have beaten Essendon. I'm like, you beauty. <laughs> How good's that? Good win, eh? Uh, as always, Dan, I'm sure you've listened to every podcast oh, religiously. Long, long time listener. Yeah, and you've first made, time co-host. That's right. You've made a long, uh, long trek from uh, north of the city. Oh, uh, east. No, I'm on Mitcham. Through uh, through the rain to get yeah. here for this podcast. Course, so I like the commitment. Uh, so we'll give you the new ball, mate. Who was your performer of the week? Well, um, you know, he's. I just love this. I'm pretty much the leader of the Liam Jones Appreciation Society at the minute. <laughs> How good was he on Tex Walker? He's had 19 disposals, nine marks, five of those contested, seven intercept marks as well to go with that. And he's kept Tex to one goal too. I reckon he was probably one of the best Blues players on the ground the other day and really almost set up a big win for them. Yeah. He's, he's been their best over the last month, I reckon. <laughs> You know, when we those rumours come through, like Alex Rance of the VFL, you're like, come on, the media's beating this up. And no one thought he'd be able to back it up. That, 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 that one goal Tex kicked was from outside 50 as well. It was I a think. good goal. Very yeah. good snag. Oh, he made Tex look, he made Tex his bitch, basically. And um, so what's that, four games in a row that he's he's been in their best, if not their best. It's not an anomaly anymore. He actually is a decent <laughs> defender. And, and if you told me at the start of the year that he'd uh, beat Tom Lynch and Tex Walker, I would have had you drug tested. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> John Patton, yeah. Josh Bruce. The list goes on. The list goes on. Who have the Blues got coming up this week? I mean, who's his Melbourne. Ne- oh, then there you go. He's going to look out Jack Watts or look out... Look out, Alex Neil Bullen. Yeah, Alex Neil Bullen. <laughs> Cam oh. Patterson. Yeah. Uh, well, well, was Neil Bullen one of the ones banned for getting on the piss? No. No, no he wasn't. It was just no, it Kennedy's. was the Ken Triplets. Yeah. <laughs> Trip. Kennedy Harris, Ben Kennedy, Dean Kent, Dean Kent, who was uh, supposed JFK. to, yeah, and uh, Jake Spencer. It was <laughs> Dean Kent was supposed to go to the Ajax Footy Club for a little um, Oz kick thing, Vic kick on uh, Sunday. Didn't rock up. Didn't so rock obviously, up. his alcohol bans <laughs> pushed through to uh, public appearances as well. Uh, <laughs> Ethan, who was your player of the week, mate? Uh, I couldn't go past Michael Walters. Mm. He was dominated, insane, unreal. Thirty-two touches, six goals. From the and, midfield. And about 11 billion score involvement. That, that's like a performance on uh, like the new AFL game. Like when you make your own player, <laughs> put him in the midfield, he has 40 and kicks six. You, you just keep, he did that. Keep pressing Horrible square, game, request the game. footy, and you keep <laughs> getting it he's, every single time. He's, mate, but he started as a small forward, and he was off and on. 
And then he got fit over preseason because Ross, the boss, gave him an ultimatum. And he has not looked back since the then. Midfield time has been absolutely beautiful for him. Mm. He's been terrific this year. One of, if not Freo's best. Yeah. And in a losing look, game. He didn't win the game for um, Freo against Geelong last week. More than deserved to win it for Freo. I, yeah. I, you know that. It's sliding, a shame he didn't. Well, you know that sliding doors thing that Damo Barrett does on Friday? He yes. actually said, he goes, look, if there's one person you, Freo would pick to kick a winning goal, it'd be. It'd be him. Yeah. But so watch him come out and burn it up on the weekend. And he absolutely and he, he did that, didn't he? He did. Did that exact thing. And you just think back four years ago, you know, I think he had a an out like a little incident and like off field incident, mm. a number of off field incidents, and you just think, you know, he's come so far since then. He has. Yeah. It's he's amazing. He's their best player this season and has been he stepped up the mantle and that five sort of backed away a little bit. So mm. um Right. Yeah, well, my my favourite player, look, I've got a bit of a soft spot for him because he lived with my cousin for a couple of years up in Brisbane, Eric Hipwood. Eric the Eel, <laughs> he is, looks like Rafa, plays as good as Rafa in his own sport. Four goals, equal high, kicked four against Gold Coast last year. He only had, look, he had, he's one of those blokes I think is only going to have your 12 disposals and a few marks, but he had 12 on the weekend, three marks, three inside 50s and kicked four goals. He, he turned that game for them as well, like with him and Zork, but he... He's a freak. He, that huge goal from 50 uh, towards the end, that was, I think that was to get him within two points, I think. Yeah. That was, that was insane. I, yeah. yeah, he's a freak. I mean, he, he's quick. He's agile. He's grown eight centimetres. I was talking to you boys um, yesterday about it. He's grown eight centimetres since he was signed on Brisbane Senior List. That's insane That's to huge. think about. Crazy. That's huge. He's still skinny, but he's, you know, he's so defenders. Hartley had, he had nothing. Mm. Hartley gave away three free kicks just by grabbing him. And I love, he's so excitable. And that Brisbane team yesterday, if you're a Brisbane fan, we've got, we got Will in here who's going nuts over it. You'd be so excited for once in a, you know many years to actually be a Brisbane fan. It's a today. bunch of young talent that actually starting to show signs on the field. Yeah. Beast mode. Um, he's, he's having a great season, Reese Matheson. Um, Tom Cutler, Sam Mays starting to click. Ryan Lester. Yeah. What Ryan. the hell? <laughs> Taking a pack mark and kicking Huge. the winning goal. It was, I mean, Lester, we forget, as we uh, said on the on the page yesterday. <laughs> I like that. Lester, we forget. Even, even Ryan Bastanak is playing well. That's a thing. Mm. Let's let's not go too far. I love Bastanak. <laughs> He's got a couple of big go. weeks. Yeah, he has. Um, but yeah, I mean, that performance, let's talk about the Lions because it was so good. They kicked the last seven goals of the game, didn't they, to, to overhaul Essendon? who, again, for the second week in a row, have done a Richmond, or probably even worse than a Richmond, and shat themselves they've, in the last quarter. They've gone full Essendon-y. Yeah, they have. They've got their own hashtag now. now. it's a phrase. <laughs> it is. Um, it was just amazing. They played exciting footy. Zork, I mean, Zork is well, arguably the most, well, besides Dusty and probably um, Kelly and um, Danger, one of the most informed midfielders this year. And he's had, he had five touches last week. It's one of the rare games where he's actually, you know, got under 25. And then he's just responded with a ridiculous effort yesterday. And what really stood out for me was, you know, it was Zorko who did well, but a lot of these younger guys were killing it as well. You got, you know, your Tommy Cutlers, even Jared Berry, um, Hugh McCluggage probably had his best game for the season as well. Alex Witherden? Witherden, oh. Had 29 really touches in his second, second game. game. Unbelievable. If he doesn't get the rising star, I'm, I'm going over to AFL House. So. <laughs> <laughs> he has to. He has to get the rising star. But yeah, like they're excitable. I mean, they've got Geelong at, at home next week. and It's not a winnable game, but all of a sudden you start looking at the lines and you're like, you know what? You can see the light at the end of the tunnel for the first time in a long time. You just mm. got to hope these guys actually stay because a lot of them are from Melbourne. And as we've seen in a lot of years, like they, imagine putting Sam Doherty, mm. Elliot Yo, 
uh, Patrick Karnesis, <laughs> Lockie Henderson, a few of these players. Probably not Karnesis. Jordan yes. Lyle. Jordan, Jordan Definitely Lyle. not Karnesis. Um, yeah, but like, you know, they held on to Shaki. I think they really needed Reese on Rockliffe, who was quiet yesterday, mm. and they still won. Yeah. Mm. But Merritt, Merritt wasn't even getting tagged, yeah. and he was just had a mare. That was a weird one. It's just the the one week I traded him in the Supercoach. <laughs> gets a, I think he had under twenty. That's probably the first time he's uh, had it this that this year. Oh, so I think it probably is. even the last mm. two years. Mm. He yeah. was prolific last year as well. Uh, so let's move over to another Sunday game. Um, another ripper. The the Frio St Kilda game it was a draw. You know, sometime through the last quarter. And then uh, Nick Riot decides just to, uh, when his team needs a goal, just to play little funny buggers. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I actually rate it. Like if you're, I feel for Griffin Logue because. Yeah, it's such a young kid. You're going to be overawed. But if someone, like you're going to throw the ball at him. Mm. Like, cause you think it's his free or he's just going to pass it off. Yeah. And then I think that's on the umpire's hands to actually have a bit of, um, you know, self-awareness and a bit of common sense and not pay a 50. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Honestly, I reckon, yeah, the onus has to be on the umpire. You know, it's not the best look. It's been compared to staging. I think it's, it's definitely not yeah. to the extent of staging. I've, you know, it's, I'm not likening that to, you know, uh, Lindsay Thomas. Oliver, Clayton Oliver falling yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look at me when you do that. Yeah, I do. I have to. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Eith? I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. That's, you know, 300 games of experience shoved right into Griffin Logue's face. Mm. Because now, now Logue's learned the lesson. You do not listen to the opposition. You do not listen to Nick Real. Even if he's your footy hero, you go on... Frio's Q&A and yeah. his sporting hero is Nick Rewalt. Bit of conspiracy. That, 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 that might get changed through the week. Bit of conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> but he'll learn that lesson. Yeah. Do not listen to anyone else except your teammates and mm. the umpire. <laughs> he was listening to the umpire. The umpire was pointing at um whoever it was who was meant to take the set shot. Um, Josh remember. Bruce, I think. No, no, was. it was a bloke from Sydney. They got from Sydney. And the big oh, memory, memory, yeah. Who yeah. probably, he's a good kicker goal. He probably would have, he's directly in front. Probably well, probably yeah, 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 Griffin Logue's now learned a lesson. You don't listen to Nick Rowell. You listen yeah. to the umpire. Yeah. Tough loss for Frio, though. Probably puts him out of, well, I mean, who knows with this season, but it probably puts him out of finals contention. St. Kilda get back in the eight mm. after another sloppy win. It's, who knows but where it, It's are. such a close year. Just St. Kilda in the eight just doesn't sit right with me. No, no. <laughs> really Is that because you're a D's fan and they're usually compared to each other? <laughs> Melbourne's above them. I know, but I'm just saying, like in that. No, but you you look at like the two the two teams below them are the teams that played in the grand final last year in Sydney and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, and you know Melbourne had a chance on, under Friday night lights to, mm. to really make a statement. Melbourne were never and winning they that game. Out. They they I mean they have missing half their team, but they bitched that out. Something about the MCG, it's weird. Just shits Melbourne. Maybe they're just not because they're not used to playing night games. Maybe they're just afraid of the dark. <laughs> Who knows, mate? <laughs> Who knows? Um, look, yesterday the other game was, of course, Hawthorne Collingwood, and um, you were there going you? going into that game. No, oh, I was confident. I was quietly. Confident. You were, but it just goes to show how much how little we have improved this year and how much Hawthorne have improved. Yeah, they've got these blokes like Ryan Burton starting to play good footy. Although our best two players were Tom Phillips and Geordie Degoey. Mate, we are so bad. Like, we cannot hit a target. Taylor Adams had, I reckon he had 23 turnovers. He was so bad yesterday. <laughs> he had 10 clangers yeah, halfway through the he, second quarter. He had 10 clangers. And I like Taylor Adams. He's a bull at the gate. But it, it, it firmly, for me, because another Gold Coast win against disappointing North Melbourne, firmly for me puts Nathan Buckley number one coach to be sacked. In the sack sacked. race. Absolutely. The famous sack race. He's leading the famous sack race. <laughs> I, I think he'll go towards most of the rest of the season, but I think it's he's, time, he's on borrowed time. We've got Essendon, then we've got Gold Coast. If we lose those two, he actually will be gone by that's, round that's seven. Have a really yeah, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be 
They're guys. five and ten if they lose to Eston. Yeah, he'll be gone. He'll be, if we lose to Eston and then the Gold Coast and Gold Coast, I think I'm going to call it. That's it. Like he'll be. Mm. He'll be I, I, I I agree with that, but I still think if you talk about likelihood, I think Ede is still number one. Because mm. like the expectation was finals. I think Buckley can get away with not making the eight mm-hmm. because at least he can show signs of you know like tides turning a little bit and you know they've, they've got a decent percentage. They've been good at times this year. Ede, I think the line was finals, and if you don't, you know. You're out. Things for me, I'm not I really sure Buckley he can, can get away with it because he said last year if he doesn't make the eight, then he's pretty much out of the job. So he's put the pressure back, pressure on himself mm. for this year to perform, and they haven't performed. So, and I mean they've lost to what the the D's, Port, and Hawks in the last few weeks. You expect them to win one of those games, absolutely. And they 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 threw it away against the D's and had a really poor loss to Port, and yep. then now Hawks. Mm. I don't know how long he can... Like, I think he's, he's probably going to stay till the end of the season. But, yeah, I'm not sure he's going on next it's year. It's been the same for, what, three, four seasons now at Collingwood. Like, it's just... I think you've... Um, I think Nathan Buckley's actually on track to break an all-time record. Like, he's lost... Well, he's won less games every single every season. season. <laughs> uh, we won... He won 12. Uh, I think we, we won the same amount the last two seasons. But this year, we won't, we're not going to get Or to not, to not improve yeah. five mm-hmm. seasons in a row. I think he'd be the only coach to do that. I, don't, I actually genuinely feel sorry for him, but I don't, I don't yeah. think it's just him. I mean, Rusey slammed the list management. Um, he called and it appalling. It, well, it mm. is appalling. He, he absolutely from a, is from a guy who's been out of the game for eight months. Mm. I, I think it's, I mean, it's pretty you just have to look at the, the Quinton Lynch, the Jordan Russell. Like, what, what are you trying to achieve by bringing these blokes into the yeah. footy club? Chris like, Main. Well, I mean, let's not get, <laughs> Chris that's, a, that, that's another hour length podcast mm. we can talk about e- Chris e- Main. Even, even the likes of like players are actually playing like James Aish, mm. Levi Greenwood. I don't mind Piggy Greenwood, but Aish, I mean, if you're running around in the VFL. But you, you, they picked him off one good season, Levi. Yeah. Yeah. But we're playing him in the forward line. Because and, and, and they're paying him, they're paying him four hundred k a year to play in the forward line. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, look. I've, we've got a rant up our sleeves, <laughs> and I've, I'll, I'll just advise you: it's not the last time we're going to hear about Collingwood in this podcast. Oh, of course, uh, good. I'm looking forward. But, to so it. that's one giant football club, Victorian football club, that's down the gurgler this season. Let's talk about one that's absolutely flying. And I backed him, and we're talking about Richmond because, and I could already see the <laughs> smile on your face, Dan, because you are a Dart and the Wool Tigers fan. Yes. Um, I backed you guys because we don't know where Port are at. We know mm. they can play, play some good footy, but we know it's not against good sides. And you're getting smashed in that first half. But then all of a sudden, I don't know what was said. I don't know what. Apparently, it was Trent Cochin who spurred it on. Maybe you can shed some more light. But that win was a ripper. Absolute ripper. People love to hate Trent Cochin, but he inspired plenty of life into Rance in that second half. He was getting tagged by Jackson Trengove, of all people. You know, the the least mobile person in the competition. Yeah. And he was he was... <laughs> Downright killing him. And then Rance comes out in the second half with a new mindset. He took a plenty of inset marks. I think uh, you had a stat on the weekend about um, Port Adelaide going inside 50 a record amount of times. For yeah, that, that last term, um, they had 24 inside 50s, kicked two goals. One of them when the game was over. Yeah. Didn't take a mark inside Ridiculous. 50 at all. That's a huge credit to Rance, who was being tagged and was rattled, especially to come back, as you said. Um, David Asprey. Oh. I probably should be in all Australian contention if we're honest. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> Raz is laughing over there. Don't laugh. Like, I have got my Richmond I know, hat I, on. I know, I'm just I, I know it's hard to wrap yeah. your head around, but David Asprey is a seriously he has had a, good a stellar year. And I mean, Dylan Grimes too. Yeah, Dylan Grimes has been good. He's not in all Australian contention. Uh, 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 <laughs> you're just smirking your face off. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just remembering that uh, of the time I, I saw him at Q Bar with uh, Ben Nason. 
or whatever his name <laughs> ben is. Ben Nason. Yeah, and, uh, and, and he, I can tell you at that stage, he definitely wasn't looking like an All-Australian uh, defender. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, neither was Liam Jones. Look at him now. 3am <laughs> yeah, yeah, at Cuba. I don't think anyone was looking at an All-Australian uh, defender there. But no. uh, they, they were fantastic, Richmond. Honestly, they, they, Dusty Martin, again, he's just unbelievable. He it's just, just elevates himself ridiculous. to another level. I don't know why they tagged Koch and over Dusty. They had um, Brad Ebert go to um, go to Koch. And why don't you go to Dusty? He was he was amazing. But I think like, that's a pretty pretty dumb move because Brad Ebert's arguably been their best midfielder yeah, this season. Their best so, ball winner. So why take him out of the game and putting him on Cochin? Like exactly, put someone else on him. I can understand tagging Dusty, but not mm, Trent Cochin. No. Like no disrespect to Trent Cochin, but every side or most sides have as good a midfielder as Trent Cochin. Mm. Mm. So yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I I found that weird as well. But Kane Lambert led our um our disposal count. He was he's been had a a really impressive few weeks. And Tyson Stengel debuting. You know, we had a little article during the week about um all our small forwards, yeah. and it, it worked. But I'm a little bit unsure of whether that's going to work against the best defenses like Adelaide. You got yeah, your Jake Levers and Rory Laird. Yeah, of yeah. course. And I'm just yeah a little bit skeptical. I'm, I'm remaining calm because I'm generally a very pessimistic supporter. And <laughs> As most Richmond fans the hope, are. The hope, the hope is starting to come back and I'm, I don't want to be too hopeful. <laughs> I think uh, Facebook, Facebook uh, administrators must rub their hands when they see when Richmond are playing because they know <laughs> win or loss that their, yeah. social, their Facebook's just going to light up with Richmond fans. A bad Richmond gag is as good as any gag. Absolutely. Really. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, can we look, but, on, but on the flip side, do you want to talk about Port? That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Because, I think yeah. the loser of this game, whether it was Port Adelaide or Richmond, you could probably put a line through mm. for this mm. season. If Port Adelaide can't beat Richmond at home, if they can't beat West Coast at home, if they can't beat a top eight side, they're on five against top eight sides, mm. then what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's strange. It is strange. I mean, uh, Richmond... At home at Adelaide Oval are ripe for the picking, and if you can't, and they you, were they did not You double fight. their score at half time, and you can't win. I don't understand what's mm. going. They on. They are beyond flat track boys. This is worse than what West Coast were doing. West Coast had a win against yeah. West Coast. Just beat the dogs. Yeah, I know. running premiers mm. an idiot. Like e- even even at their very flattest trackiest bullies. Yeah, West Coast. This is. Yeah, it's another. This is, this is another. I, I was yeah, I was astounded that Richmond were out to four bucks at one point. Like, how can you back Port when they haven't beaten the top eight side? No. And I mean, like they 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 like when it, the going is good for them, they go very well. They have their you know their Jared Pollex on the outside mm-hmm. and um, you know Carl Amon these sort of West types. off just cruising. Yeah, the back exactly. Line. But yeah. when the going gets tough, you know, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. And it's, I think they can. I think that they're, they're making the eight, mm-hmm. but. It's whether they can actually, if they can get a home final, maybe. But if they're away from home, yeah, I, I wouldn't. The only way they're winning a final is if they happen to get maybe St Kilda mm. at home. I think so. If they finish fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they are awful <laughs> away from home. But uh, they did get that. And, and the even then, like St Kilda will probably have, St Kilda's a gritty sort of side. I don't think they'll exactly roll over. Mm. Um, I think the one shining light, if Port fans want to take something out of that, was when SPP gave Dustin Martin the fend-off, and it's like, that is the, that is the apprentice. This, this, and this, the this is where black holes start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like a, a glip, glitch in the Matrix. It's like, what's happening right now? And it was beautiful to watch. And even Dusty, after the game, Gabe, tri- yeah. Triple M interviewed him, and he's like, yeah, I went up to him after the game and said, you know, you got me there. So I love that. I love he, And he's going to be a jet, SPP. Mm, yeah. He's, he's going to be amazing. He had a great game as well for Port. Yeah. I think he was actually in the votes for Triple M, which is pretty impressive yeah. in a loss. Yeah. Um, Look, the big fella's not here, so I thought I might just step up here and replace him for his rant. 
the big fella's angry. It's rap raps. Rant. Yeah, I, I did that myself. A little so. Really? I can't tell. Very nice. Uh, uh, look, we've already mentioned this, Bob. <clears throat> Collingwood is uh, firmly in my sights for one particular reason. 28 years I've supported this football club. That's 28 years. I've sat through the lean years, barely seeing a win before 2002. I've seen a sign the likes of Ben Kinnear, Jordan Russell, and Kirk Eugle. <laughs> the schmozzle train has continued to roll on over the last preseason when we signed Chris Mayne. But I can honestly say that our decision to drop Ben Reid is the dumbest fucking decision I've ever had to live through as a Collingwood fan. He is our greatest, he is our best defender, and he is so, we have no sure players in our back line, but when he gets the footy, he fucking uses it. The commentary team was saying there's no matchup for him. He is our best defender. How is there no matchup for him? They're saying, oh, Lyndon Dunn's in there, Tyson Goldsack's in there. Well, then bring Ben Reid in and you can swing him up forward. Mason Cox, look, he kicked three goals. I still can't believe that happened. But you cannot drop our fucking best player. Fox Sports did an article at the start of the season saying your club's most important player. Who was it for Collingwood? Ben Reid. Ben Reid. Why are we dropping him? I cannot understand this. And that is actually fucking infuriating. I saw it on Thursday, Ben Reid in the emergencies. What the hell, boys? I don't understand uh. it. I, 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 like, I, I, literally, I've got no words. Now. Even yeah. like, I know he's an All-Australian defender. Why is he not playing up forward? Mm. Why Why is he not? Like, he, he did last week and he had 20 touches and kicked the goal. Like, I, I can't remember who made this point, but it was um, really well put. Every other club in the competition, like, they would seriously, seriously consider, if they had the option, of picking Ben Reid in their forward line. Yeah. Like, dropping someone and playing Ben Reid. Would they do the same for Mason Cox? No, no fucking way. <laughs> Mason Cox will, will struggle to get another contract, and, and yet he played ahead of Ben Reid. And it re- reeks of desperation. It reeks of plenty of things, but it's just plain wrong. You can't mm. drop someone like Ben Reid. And the thing was, he's probably your best intercept defender besides Jeremy Howe, and Howe was tagged for the majority of the day yesterday. Yeah. You really could have used him, I tell you and what. The, and the one bloke who kicked, and, and you know, Tyson Goldsack, unfortunately, ends up breaking his nose, getting knocked out in the third quarter. But the one, their one goal scorer was Ruffy, and, you know, he, he kicks kicks goals. Who's the best matchup for Jared mm. Rufford? Ben mm, Reid. Mo- mobile defender who's tall. And can kick. It's Ben Reid. Ben Reid. <laughs> I mean, that decision alone could have lost us um, yesterday. And yeah. it, it's probably Hawthorne kicked eight goals. There you so, go. Well, maybe we should... Have a combined uh, application for the, I don't, for the seat for the newly vacant Collingwood football <laughs> coaching role. I, I, that's I just, come up. It, it kind of gives off the impression Nathan Buckley's trying to make a statement mm. by dropping mm. Ben Reid, saying, "Okay, like no one's really safe." Well, I mean, look, we're we're only just but, around the corner from where Melbourne trained, so maybe he was on the piss with those four other boys and got <laughs> dropped. That's the only thing I can think of. It's the only explanation. Uh, that's yeah. Thinking of, right. lost for words. So we have to we have to we have to talk about. It. And I know we want we try to be a bit different with our podcast, but we do have to talk about Tommy Buck because. It was it was pretty disgraceful Friday night. Um, it's been the talk of the town. He's a bit of a useless footballer, a bit of an arrogant knob, and then he's just gone and compounded that mm. by punching someone behind play, eighty meters off the ball. And now everyone's talking about red card system. What are your thoughts on this, boys? Um, probably should have given Manny Pacquiao some advice this week. Mm, <laughs> absolutely, I like that call. Yeah, very good. Uh, your cop six weeks. Yep. Like, uh, it's it's like Barry Hall is a boxer, so I can understand why. You know, he might get more, mm. but he still punched someone. Mm. You just can't do that. And he didn't return for the whole game as well. Uh, yeah, I have to say, he gets six. Yeah, he gets uh, it. He's but, got it. it. But, I mean, of course, when things like this, people just want to jump on the issue. 
and I think Gary Lyon, a few other people were saying that, what if it happens to Patrick Dangerfield in a grand final? Someone does that, punches him deliberately, knocks him out in the first quarter, and the Geelong are without their best player, yet this bloke can still run around and maybe play in a match-winning game. Mm. Well, I mean, we're well, pretty much the only sport where you don't get an on-field indiscretion. It's, like, it's yeah. actually, I, I hate to say it, but that's almost a good tactic. Like, even, like, why why would you not want to punch Patrick Dangerfield in mm. the first quarter? Like, I know you run the risk of, you know, being torn to shreds by the other 21 Geelong players, but you're taking someone out of the game. And it's it's it's, it's legal. Like, you'll cop a free kick. You'll get reported. You'll probably get eight weeks. But if it's going to take Dangerfield out of the game, it's yeah, going to win you. Like worth and, it for a grand and, final. And, and if it's going to win you a flag, mm. why not? I don't like it's, it. Yeah. I really, so I really that, don't like it. But that's yeah. and that's two weeks in a that's two weeks in a row now that um stuff like that has has got the 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 highlight package in in the media and everyone's talking about mm. it. The AFL will be would be fuming with Tom Buck and they'll they'll give a direction to the tribunal to to say go as hard as you possibly can on this bloke mm. because we know that they don't like the game looking bad in the public mm. eye. And that's when it looks worse when someone's being cow punched behind the play. In saying that, rapid. in saying that though, I don't, not sure. I reckon a card may be a bit of a knee jerk. Mm. Like, you know, everyone hates how the AFL has to change everything as soon as something happens. And this would be that probably would be another case of that. I don't like to see a player like Tom Bug play while Callum Mills is sitting on the bench. But until the, we can actually see people doing this on purpose, like like fully taking out like a really good player or whatever, I don't think a red card has to be. No. Can, I, can, I, can, I, can I just, can I praise Tom Bug surprisingly for one thing? AFL player ratings do their metrics at the end of each game, like who's contributed the most to each team score or whatever. Only player worse than Callum Mills who spent five seconds on the field, Tom Bug. <laughs> And he played the entire he game. He played the entire 100 minutes. That does not surprise oh. me one bit. Well, he was the worst player on the ground behind Callum Mills. That's why people are saying maybe he's played his last <laughs> AFL game because he yeah. just doesn't contribute. Uh, I, I like the fact that Callum Mills was clearly pissed off, refused to shake yeah. his hand after the game. And there was about half a dozen Sydney players, in, when interviewed after game about it, were furious, calling it a dog act, saying there's no room in the sport for it. Um, Were you allowed to say what Dane Rampy was saying after the game? Absolutely. Go. Yeah. What did he say? Was it, <laughs> I'm not sure what he said. Are you a good lip reader? Or? I'm, I'm not across this. What did he say? Oh, oh, There's it an F and a C in there, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, well, we said that C word last week. So go on. What did he say? <laughs> it's fucking weak, kind of thing. Yeah, well, it is. It is. And that's, Boom. that's straight was up that, was it is. that or fucking wanker? I can't yeah. remember. Mm. Well, you can cop, cop everything you deserve, uh, Tommy yeah, Bug. Absolutely. Hey, so uh, we take, we're almost wrapping up here, but we'd take it a week. Uh, Dan, you across what we do here? I am, yes, I am. I was noticed yesterday. Um, I would hope so. We're twenty five minutes into a podcast. Yeah, we are. Twitter, Twitter has become pretty prevalent in uh, the footy landscape. Understatement. And Instagram. We'll just say social media. Put a blanket thing. Social mm. media has become pretty prevalent. Uh, yesterday, Hawthorne Football Club uh, had Tom Mitchell's stats. They had a shot of it. Thirty five possessions, seven marks, two goals. Ripper game. Six tackles. He was yep. best on by a mile. And he, they, they tweeted that. But did he have any impact at NCB underscore CFC, Ooh. which is Nathan Buckley's Twitter handle? I I find that a bit arrogant. Well, I, is... I find that very arrogant, but I find that pretty fucked that they've actually put Nathan Buckley's Twitter handle in And that. this is because uh, Nathan Buckley said that after he had, he had 50 touches earlier in the year against them, and he said, well, did he really have that much impact with it? Mm. I honestly don't mind this. It's a little bit of banter. We are a bit sort of behind in this area. The NBA love that sort of thing. And I think it's pretty good. But at the same time, you don't go tagging the coach. 
I in think, the tweets. I think, I think, I think that's where it's gone a step a little bit far. That joke would have been as as funny without with it. just. But did he have any impact? Mm. Like that joke obviously would have been it's as targeting funny. him. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to tag him in it. Like, yeah, it I just, it just like Hawthorne won the game. It's a it's a bit of a cheap shot. Like did that, like did he have any impact on its own? Sure, that that's a, that's a fine tweet. Yeah, but did he have any impact? Nathan Buckley losing mm. coach today. Mm. Yeah. I don't agree yeah. with that. And yeah, they have a reputation for having some absolutely pox social media as well. <laughs> yeah, that too. They are shocking. Not what? the not that Bucks will care. Like Mitchell will get ten coaches votes for that. Mm. Mm. I um Definitely. speaking of social media though, I'm gonna throw Collingwood under the bus here. We we wrote gutted. As in G U double T E R E D. As in they're in the gutter. As in they're in the gutter. And uh, well, we pretty much are. We know yeah. Buckley's coaching career is, but it's it's G U double T E D for any if uh, the social media person at Collingwood's listening. Uh, get get your tweets sub edited here. All right, boys, we are wrapping up. Uh, give me something you are looking forward to this week. Uh, we'll go eighth first. Uh, I'm looking forward to Friday night. Two teams that have been fairly meh this mm-hmm. year in um, Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs. I reckon. Dogs are a pretty physical side. They press hard. It's what won them a flag last year. I reckon they could rattle Adelaide here. No. Uh, both sides are off it in the coming weeks, but the Bulldogs have been off it all season. They, won't, they won't make the finals, the Bulldogs. Ooh, First time since Big call. Don't you want know, to write them off right away. I'm writing them off. Stuff You're writing them off. Go. The Goodwill's rubbed, the Goodwill's rubbed off on me. Like, I'm over the dogs. Yeah, they are the hunters. Go back now. to yeah, being insignificant are. again. No one likes you. <laughs> they've, got, they've got 46,000 members. Nah, Ooh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> like, it's, get, it's, you won the flag. Like, you still got a foot screen. They still got uh, fences painted mm. red, white, and blue. Like, get over it. Who <laughs> honestly, cares? honestly, do agree with uh, Ethan. I reckon the Bulldogs will challenge in that uh, department. I'm going in a similar vein. I want to see Jason Johansson actually fucking do something because <laughs> seriously, he has been missing the past few weeks. He got the uh, Hutchings tag on the weekend again and had uh, little to no impact. I just want to see him fight through this tag. It just seems like he's copying it. And and as we've said, uh, we've written numerous articles about him going missing. Mm. I don't want him to be found, seriously. Because uh, he is such a good player at his very best. And yeah, and the Bulldogs are such a better side with well, him. From, all, from all reports, he has been doing something. But uh, maybe he just hasn't been on the footy field for a long time. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to St Kilda Richmond. Because I think um, this is going to be a, a really good game of footy. It's at Eddie Stadium. So it's, it's you know the only ground St Kilda does perform okay at. But I think if Richmond touch him up, it could have some severe impact for them for the rest of the season, St Kilda. Mm. Because, and then Richmond will be elevated to, you know, Solidify their top four position. Top four, top four. Top four. But uh, St Kilda and <laughs> Tiger time. Who knows? And, but St Kilda <laughs> have this knack, like uh, Carlton, of dragging teams down to their level. Mm. So I suspect Richmond are going to have turnover city, like St Kilda do every week. Mm. But I think that's going to be a great game of footy. Combine Richmond's good defense with St Kilda's awful kicking at goal. They'll, <laughs> they'll kick nine twenty. Yeah, they will. <laughs> uh, let's wrap this up quickly. Write it down. Let's they wrap will. this up <laughs> <laughs> quickly because Dan. Uh, you are a special guest here today. Oh, of course, of course. I was, I was asked uh, this question last night at the at the pub, surprisingly, Ethan. I was uh, at the pub after <laughs> the footy. And uh, the person stories. I was with said, who's going to make the grand final? GWS and I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. I, my job is to write about footy <laughs> and watch footy. And I seriously have no idea. So Dan, put your balls on the line. Who's making the grand final this year? Whew, you put me on the spot here. Mm. Uh, no pressure. I honestly, I'd have to say Adelaide at this stage because I feel like they can get to home, uh, get a home final, win that, get to the prelim, win that home final. But then when they get to Melbourne, they're probably just going to, you know, bottle over and do nothing. Obviously, 
he said he listened to our podcast. Obviously, he didn't listen last week when we put a line through Adelaide and said they can't absolutely not make the grand final. You did <laughs> that. <laughs> I did that. I, I, I was out of that. I, I, not We're allowed it. to have differing opinions here. That's, uh, well, that's all we love about Ethan, it. Who do you reckon? I reckon it's an absolute lottery until you see the final structure. Because, mm. like, GWS, I reckon Adelaide's got their measure. I reckon Geelong's got Adelaide's measure. I reckon... <laughs> They haven't played yet. I reckon Richmond will have Geelong's measure. Just mm. all around in circles, really. I yeah. reckon Melbourne has Richmond's measure. <laughs> and I reckon GWS has and, Melbourne's and measure. Collingwood has Geelong's measure. <laughs> if throwing all this like, in. It, so. Like, it, you, you can't really... I, I can't say... I can't say any team at all until you see who's playing who in the finals. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, you base it on the matchups. Oh, I'm going to say GWS Brisbane. They're going so to win. That, so <laughs> Brisbane are on a run. They're going to win their eight, last eight games. They're going to make the finals. Uh, do a doggies and Ryan, they're going to win. Ryan it. Lester for the Brownlow. Ryan well, Lester man. for the Brownlow. <laughs> Reese Matheson for the Coleman. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Beast Mode, Noel Smith. That's right. We'll be back next week. Another GFP footy podcast. As always, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and greenfootposter.com.au.